We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. We are going to talk treatment targets today. If you work with speech sound disorders, this is an episode you simply do not want to miss. We're going to answer a really important question, which is, should we keep our complex treatment targets the same, which will develop automaticity and mastery, or should we change them up on a regular basis to prevent the child from adapting? adapting to the treatment target so that it no longer challenges the child. So this is a really important question. I can't wait to talk about the pros and cons. And after that, to share with you our latest research, I've just crunched the numbers for that. It's good stuff. It's going to help you on Monday morning decide whether you're going to keep that treatment target the same or whether you're going to change it up on a regular basis. I can't wait to unpack this with you. It's going to impact what you do with the children you service if you work with children with speech sound disorders. First of all, let's talk a little bit about the background and the theory. I'm going to talk about Benjamin Bloom. And Benjamin Bloom is an educational psychologist who you may have heard of Bloom's Taxonomy, in which he talks about lower levels to more advanced levels of learning. And what he felt about when it comes to automaticity and mastery of learning, and what I mean by that is this idea that you know something so fluently that it doesn't take any of your cognitive resources anymore. It's so repeatedly learned and repeatedly practiced that you don't have to use your cognitive resources, for instance, to think about your speech because you're automatically producing the fricative sounds with a continuous airflow. You've practiced it again and, the, and again. You're already taking those L's and R's and retracting the lips a bit instead of gliding it because you've practiced it again and again. It doesn't require a thought anymore. It's automatic. And that happens through repeated experience. Another thing that you're probably doing is you're producing the K and the G in the back of your mouth because you've practiced it time and time again accurately. So this level of automaticity and mastery, it requires practice, practice, 
and more practice. And when children have that, then they're able to take their cognitive resources and focus on their message. Maybe they're telling a story and they're generating ideas and they're, and they're trying new vocabulary words out and they're speaking in utterances of increased length and complexity. They're able to take all of those cognitive resources and focus on the message because the speech has developed to a level of automaticity through repeated practice. So that is a pro for keeping the treatment target that's complex. Remember, the complex part is important because challenge creates change. That we know. The complex treatment target, if you keep it the same, the child's going to be able to focus on the process. Am I continuing the airflow instead of stopping it? And am I keeping the lips retracted instead of rounding them? Am I keeping my tongue in the back of the mouth for the K and the G and the ing? I'm thinking about the process because the words and the targets are staying the same. You can see benefit in that. Now, on the other hand, there is a problem when it comes to training effects. And training effects we know about in the fitness world, in which if you do the same exercise repeatedly, your body gets used to it. And when your body becomes used to something, it no longer changes the body. The body's accustomed to it. This is called training effects. And what happens if you keep the exercises the same is a plateau. And a plateau is in when this no longer changes me because it doesn't challenge me because it's something that I do every single day. So what happens is in the beginning, there's change that occurs because it's new. But then after a while, the body's like, this is a walk in the park. I do this every day. So then you have the plateau effects and then you stop seeing the gains. So if we look at adaptation, which is something we have to be concerned about if we're keeping the treatment target the same, even if it is really complex because the child's getting used to it, then we risk plateauing. Then it's like, you know, this, this complex speech target that, can cha- that contains the most complex targets in our language that produces the greatest change. It's not a big deal for the child anymore. The child's practiced it multiple times and now we're seeing a plateau. So these are the pros and the cons of keeping the same treatment target. This is something I definitely wanted to research, and I did. This past year, of course, I kept the treatment target the same, and you know that's the SKR blends. If you've followed me or worked with me, you know I've done the research, and SKR simply produces the greatest results for diverse groups of preschoolers. And why is that? because it's the most complex sound in the English language. It's the most maximally distinct sound in the English language. And it also tackles three common phonological processes that my preschoolers produce. Stopping the airflow, one. Two, gliding the R. And three, producing the K and the G in the front of the mouth. So these three phonological processes of stopping, gliding, and fronting are simultaneously addressed. This is an extremely powerful target. Now, all of my students this past year that worked on speech had this target. 
However, I wanted to look at the other verbs. I wanted to, in my complex paragraphs, see if I change the other verbs every month, would I get greater gains because of the variability? Because we know that change is the spice of neuronal life. And what I'm doing is adding a little variety to prevent adaptation, to prevent a plateau effect. Now, I know there's a price in that. And the price is I could lose the automaticity. I could lose the mastery. So this is what I did. I had 25 students that purely had articulation impairment. And what I did with those students is I randomly assigned them either to a group that did a complex paragraph with four complex treatment target verbs, or I took them in another group, which had over a four-month period, four different paragraphs. And those paragraphs all had scrape as the treatment target, the first verb in it. That is the powerhouse. That the rest of the verbs that I've used are simply additive verbs, right? So I'm looking at what is the impact of keeping one the same or two, changing two verbs each month in my treatment target, which is going to produce better grains. So what's, what's your prediction? Do you think that if I keep over the four-month period the same complex paragraph, I'm going to get better gains? Or do you think if I change the complex paragraph and I change two of the verbs in it every month, I'm going to get better gains over a four-month period? So what's your prediction? We talked about it before. There's that mastery and automaticity that comes with keeping it the same. And there is that adaptation effect by keeping it the same that we have to be concerned about, which could result in plateau in which variability is going to more likely produce greater results in that you're changing the target. So the child's not accustomed to it. That challenges the child. The child. So let me tell you what happened. The gains were impressive across the board. So for all 25 children, on average, we had 30% less errors over the four-month period, over three and a half weeks of therapy. So two of the weeks we were on vacation. So this is great. All right. If you are thinking about a calendar year, that's like practically three months, a quarter of the year, and we had 30% less gains. So that scrape, it works. We knew that on average across the children to get a 30% average is very impressive. So we're doing great work in both groups. However, there was a slight benefit to the children that had a different treatment target. When I mean different, two verbs were changed every month in which they had 33% less errors and the treatment target group that had the same treatment target over the four months period had an impressive 28% less errors. So when you're looking at that, that's very similar. That is not a statistically significant difference by any means. The groups were equal from random assignment. We were comparing apples to apples in the beginning. We had the same age. We had the same number of errors on average. It looked like we're comparing apples to apples. And then when you look at the outcomes, they're very similar. 
there's just a very, very slight increase when it comes to changing the verb target every two months by two verbs, putting two different verbs in our paragraph every month. So what does that tell me for therapy? Now, your kiddos are different from my kiddos. Your back porch that's different from my back porch, you're going to have the same result. Not at all. This is not statistically significant. This is a group of 12 children and a group of 13 children. This is not a large number of students that has statistical significance that says this generalizes to the general population. These are my students. And what I found is a slight improvement when I change the two verbs. Now that said, were there any children that did not like the cards being changed every month? Yes. Out of the 25 children, there were four children that had great difficulty with those cards being changed. It was distressing to them based on the parent report. They didn't like it one bit. You changed two words and there's a paragraph and you turn this child's world upside down. What I found is the children that tended to have difficulty with the change were the children that had cognitive flexibility issues. These are children that have difficulty with transitions, sharing at school. These are have ch- children that have difficulty when there's a change of routine at school. It was distressing to change two words in their paragraph. We're going to individualize intervention. If this child has difficulty with change, why would I change their treatment target and make it distressing for them and for no reason whatsoever when really the gains are pretty equivalent? So for children that have issues with change, I would not change the treatment target on a monthly basis. Now, What am I doing as a result of this study? In standard practice, I am going to change my approach. And what I'm doing is not every single month, but every two-month period, I'm going to change the treatment target. And how am I changing the treatment target? I'm changing it to what I studied. And what I studied is I changed these treatment targets to reflect different common phonological processes that children at the preschool age have. So I change these treatment targets and in my CIS membership, I'm going to share them every eight weeks with my CIS members, the new treatment target. And it's up to them whether or not they want to change the complex treatment target with the children on their back porch. This is a decision for them to make. I do think it's an important decision because the pros and cons are important. Automaticity and mastery really matter. But adaptation is real. If the child is accustomed to the treatment target and it doesn't challenge them anymore, you're going to get a plateau. So it's going to have to be in a very individualized manner that they make this decision. Also, if the child is distressed by change, why would you do this to a child and and give them a complex treatment target that has two new words in it that turns their world upside down? There's no benefit in doing so. That is where I leave after this study is I'm going to say what we often say in intervention is that intervention is not binary. It's not an either or proposition. Intervention is an all of the above proposition. And what you want to do in your intervention is you want to take all of the active ingredients and combine them. So one of the active convenience I'm combining here is the complexity approach. Yes, 
Scrape is very powerful. I think very few people can show the numbers that I show in that after three and a half weeks of intervention and seeing the child only once a week for 30 minutes of therapy, I'm getting 30% less errors. That's really impressive. So we know that the SKR blend is powerful and it really works. And keeping that blend the same throughout the whole time that's a great thing to do. But what else do we know from this research? We also know that maybe the cycles approach is onto something. And the cycles approach every four to six weeks, they change the treatment target to to reflect a different phonological process. So, and they also focus on S-blends in the cycles approach. And we know S-blends are the most powerful blends of them all. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of picking and choosing. I'm picking from the cycles approach, not singleton sounds like the cycles approach does, but clusters because clusters are more powerful than singletons. However, I'm using variability, the principle of variability in which you're cycling and changing your treatment target to prevent a plateauing in which there's a training effect in which the child is simply used to the treatment target so it doesn't promote the amount of change that it did in the beginning. And I must admit, I have found that to be true that when I use the complexity approach, in the beginning is when I get the greatest gains. That's when the greatest ignition of gains occurs. Now there's a reason for that because in the beginning, it's the simpler sounds that change. The simpler sounds are always going to develop more quickly than the later developing sounds. So which sounds take the longest to develop? The sounds that I'm working on, SKR blends. The S blends, that's going to take a lot of time. The velars, that's going to take a lot of time. The R, that's going to take a lot of time. But what happens when I work on the SKR blends is that the vowels and the stop consonants and the fricatives and the affricates, they come in very quickly. But that does not change the fact that S-blends and K's and G's and E's and the R's are complex sounds that take some elbow grease and they take some time to develop, even though that's what your treatment target is. So I want you to take all of this information and check out the CIS membership. If you're not a member yet, I encourage you to be a member. And when you're a member, the first thing I do when you join is I share with you a library of treatment target cards. Get laminating, get ready. You need your treatment targets cards done. Then after every eight weeks, I am going to share with you one of my research treatment cards. So these are the treatment target cards that last year I researched that we get the 33% gains in instead of the 28% gains, which is very negligible. Yes, but nonetheless, it works. I know it works. I researched it. It's based in theory. It's based in practice. And I've gotten feedback on the cards. And the the parents like them, the children like them, except for the four who didn't like the change. Now, those four who didn't like the change, they did come around. And by the end of the four-month period, they, they adapted to the treatment targets. So that is all of the information. As I said before, I'd love to see you at the drawing board. I'd love to see you in the CIS membership. I myself am a CIS member. And this is why. The reason I'm a CIS member is because I want all the materials every week 
in one place. I want all of the materials to be evidence-based because time is your most valuable asset. Now I say that the children you work with, if you work with preschoolers and young children, time is even more valuable. And that is because their neuroplasticity in the brain is at the highest level. So you can make exponential changes in their lives early on. Their time really matters. And that's why I research every single detail of my practice. That's why I looked at, does changing two verbs every month make a difference or does keeping all four verbs the same matter? Why did I look at that? Because those details are game changers when it comes to a child early on in which you can make huge changes in their brain by working smarter and not harder. So what I like about the CIS membership is all of the materials are evidence-based. I've cut the fat. Everything we're doing is best practice and it's all at my fingertips. So what I have to worry about is what matters most being present, showing up, dynamically responding in a moment-to-moment basis to the child. This requires me to be all in. That requires you to be all in. When you show up, when you give 100%, the child will too. And that is when the magic happens. That's when the change happens. It's when you are in the moment. And why are you in the moment? Because your materials are all done. All of that is all done. That's all prepped and ready to go. Everything in that material is an active ingredient. It's been researched. It's been studied. It's been tried and true. I've, I've done the and trialing it out and refining it. And now it's ready to go. So I always think of it as kind of like we're doing Paris figure skating and my job is to focus on my partner, but I can't be doing the costumes. I can't be doing the music. I can't be doing the choreography. That needs to be done. What I need to do is be present 100% and show up. That is when you're going to create change. That's how you're going to change lives. All of your arrows are not in a million directions. All of your arrows are pointing at the child. When you are all in, the children will be all in as well. So I want you to take all of this information, roll up your sleeves, and make the world a better place one child at a time. You're always going to be first.